1: This is definitely on the Scotty's Viper Rebel Friday playlist. Um, something interesting going on. We talked about all the various scenarios for the AFC playoff race. The competition committee approved that, of which Ron Rivera is a member, but the owners still have to approve it. And according to Jonathan Jones, NFL insider for CBS, he says the Bengals are trying to whip up no votes. From fellow NFL owners for the proposed postseason adjustments, Cincinnati's biggest issue is possibly losing a home playoff game to the Ravens on a coin flip. I don't know if that's a dollars issue or a competitive issue. Losing a home playoff game after you lost a home Monday night game where you were probably going to make millions and then a home playoff game you'd make millions. Mike Brown not known as the richest dude in uh, the NFL circles. Might matter. Something to watch there. Um, Right now, though, I don't want to waste any more time. I want to talk to our friend, Mr. Bobby Belt, Cowboys Insider for 105.3 The Fan, down in Dallas. You can follow him on Twitter at Bobby Belt TX. Roberto, what up, man? How you doing, buddy? What's up? You uh, you got a lot of play on our station this week. What did I do?
2: Oh, my rant rant. post game. (laughs) Yeah, it got got played on the station quite a bit. (laughs) What did
1: what did folks think down there?
2: Oh, I mean, I, I think that you know, as as much as uh, we're we're probably not in the same position as as commanders fans in in terms of being uh, as frustrated as you guys are. But I think there was a little bit of a a piece of the fan base that when they heard it, kind of uh, you know sympathized with it a little bit and felt like yeah, or, or I mean even empathized I guess is that they felt like yeah, we've uh, we've had our own frustrations that sound similar to this. Although we do. We do tend to re-sign all of our offensive linemen, so we do have that.
1: (laughs) You know, what was interesting is I I actually talked with some of the players that saw that video, and, you know, I I think some players didn't appreciate it, but other guys were like, man, you you know, I've been in other organizations that are very different. And and really, I think if folks were paying attention, the bulk of my rant was – focused on ownership and just the difference between sure. strong organizations in the NFL and, 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 and weak ones. And mm-hmm. I, I certainly hope the commanders are a strong one, one of these days. Um, hey, whatever yeah, uh, Bobby,
2: let's Bezos, Bezos will save you. Don't worry.
1: We'll see, man. We'll see. We'll get it <laughs> delivered in two days. Um, let's talk about, I mean, the commanders, we listen, this just, this was just announced. John Allen, Sadiq Charles, Cornelius Lucas, Brian Robinson, Benjamin Saint Juice, and James Smith Williams are all out. Cam Curl is questionable. Andrew Norwell is questionable. Commanders are going to have a lot of folks on the bench. Okay, preseason roster. What is Dallas coming up here with the mindset? What what is what is the vibe in Big D? I mean,
2: they're they're definitely of the you know the perspective that they got to keep playing. Like as much as it looks like the Giants are going to rest their guys against uh, Philadelphia. They, they've got to play this one out, um, just on the off chance that somebody, uh, you, know, you know, New York takes care of business for you against Philly, and then if they do that, on the off chance that Arizona takes care of San Francisco, and then uh, you're in a position to have the number one seed. I think they, they all realize the likeliest path for them is the five seed and that they will in all likelihood be in Tampa Bay next week taking on the Buccaneers. But, um, you know, for now they've got to – keep plugging ahead keep playing i I think they're they're really probably regretting uh what happened in jacksonville a few weeks back that's probably the game that's hurting them the most right now um but i mean honestly they're 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 committed to playing this one out and and even if they don't get the benefit of philadelphia losing or san francisco losing um i think that they're at least looking at this as an opportunity to continue to get the offensive line cohesion right uh, with some of the the issues they've had there. Uh, Tyron Smith trying to work in a right tackle. Uh, Tyler Biotis, their center, being out this week and it not being clear when exactly he'd be back ready to play in the playoffs. Um, so getting that cohesion right, figuring out the corner spot opposite of Trayvon Diggs that has been a problem all this year, uh, and continuing to develop the chemistry that Ty Hilton and Dak Prescott have uh, shown over these first two weeks, which has been really, really good, um, but continuing to grow that. So I think there are things they're still trying to play for, game reps they're trying to get, um, even short of a uh, you know a, any sort of a change in their playoff seating.
1: Don't you think that also the turnovers offensively they have to get that corrected because if they're going to win, their offense has to play a lot more consistent
2: yeah absolutely i think I think that's been the the big push early on in the season was we've got to cut back on the penalties. well, they've managed to do that they they've significantly reduced their penalties, but now the turnovers have gone way up in in the same time period that they started to cut back on the penalties so now it's okay how do we how do we cover this leak? How do we plug this hole and so I think that that's what is a big focus for them right now. <laughs> Some of it is just honestly a little fluky um whether it be, you know, ball bouncing off of Noah Brown's chest or Peyton Hendershot's chest or, you know, yeah. CeeDee Lamb uh, not reading what Dak was reading on a couple different occasions. So those are the ones where I think they feel like that's eventually going to balance itself out and even out to where we're not going to get as many of those. That just, you know, over the course of time, you're not going to have that happen as often. But, you know, I think uh, out of his 14 interceptions this year, 17 of them or, or seven of them have been graded as interceptable throws. Uh, and so that's still seven too many for you know playing about half the season. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's still something that they want to clean up. Um, But he has a lot. Of, Dak Prescott has a lot of confidence in his arm, and and it serves them well at points. Um, it's just yeah, I think you do have to you know if you're going to make the interception like the one you threw to Peyton Hendershot on Thursday night. That's uh, we understand how that happens. The one you throw to Dalton Schultz, that Kevin Byard, you know, almost runs back. If not for Tyler from the tackling, and those are the ones that you want to eliminate.
1: It's just crazy because Dak has really been an accurate passer for most of his career, and in just 11 games this year, has a all-time high interceptions with 14. Um, Talking with Mm -hmm. our friend Bobby Belt, who covers the Cowboys. Down in Texas for 105.3, the fan. Like any good Texan, he has TX in his Twitter handle. You can follow him <laughs> at Bobby Belt TX. Um, dude, you've been doing this a long time. Be played in the league. I've been covering it. Crazy things happen, and, and you never know when they're coming, but they happen. What are the chances you would say? Dallas comes up here, lays an egg, Washington shows up, and we get a crazy, unexpected result this week?
2: I I don't think it's likely. Um, Like, even the game against Tennessee, the entire time when they had their their struggles at the end of the first half and, you know, early in the the second half, I I didn't feel like there was ever a point where, like, Dallas was going to lose that game. Like, I think everybody watching it kind of felt like, even during the struggles, it, this is not sustainable, you know, a sustainable mode for Tennessee to win this football game. And so uh, I, I'd be surprised, especially injuries, the fact that Sam Howell's playing, you know, real meaningful football for the first time in a year, basically. Um, I, I'd be surprised if uh, this was a game that Dallas lost. But in that that scenario where that were to happen, I think there'd be a ton of panic here in Dallas. I mean, there was – there was mild panic at them winning by two touchdowns against the Titans. (laughs) Yeah, And so if if they were to lose this game heading into the playoffs and then kind of limp into the playoffs a little bit, uh, I think there'd be a lot of concern. And then if they were to go one and done and lose to Tampa Bay and put all that together with Tennessee performance and Washington performance, well, now I think you're looking at serious questions being raised about do we have some of the right personnel and some of the right coaches here.
1: I think Pollard being in the lineup is going to be key for Dallas going forward. Didn't play didn't play against Tennessee basically, didn't have any impact for sure if he did, if he did. Uh how, how where, where is he with his health? Yeah, he had
2: a injury uh that occurred on Christmas Eve against the Eagles and so he was it wasn't looking likely that he was going to play. That was one of those guys that they were going to try and get some extra rest, knowing that Tennessee was going to rest some guys. And so he got some rest from the Titans game. He'll be, you know, two weeks down. He practiced this week, and all likelihood he should be able to go. Um, it doesn't sound like that'll be any sort of an issue this week. Um, and, yeah, it's they, they've really found, not only has he been really good for them on the ground, like he's been for, you know, three, the, the previous three years, um, but he's really finding uh they're, they're really finding a way to use him as a weapon in the passing game and he's put up some really uh good performances in the passing game over the last six weeks or so so the those two aspects coming together make him a really good weapon i think everybody here in dallas just kind of feels like you you sort of wasted a a weapon that you really could have been using you wasted all the time with him because this is your four he's a you know uh, a fourth round pick so his rookie deals up he's going to be a free agent i don't know how likely it is that they keep him so uh, that's been—it's been a little bittersweet. It's been excitement about how Tony Pollard's played and what he brings to the table, but also some frustration. Like, man, this could have been something that we were taking advantage of for at least the last two years.
1: Talking with our friend Bobby Belt, Cowboys Insider for 105.3 The Fan down in Dallas really does a great job covering this team. Give him a follow at Bobby Belt TX. Um, zooming out from this weekend because I, I think I tend to agree with you that I, I don't see a Cowboys collapse coming. Looking at the playoffs here, and more than likely, you're going to be the five seed going to Tampa. If you've never been to Burns, you should go to Burns. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it down. <laughs> who who can't Dallas beat in the NFC?
2: Uh, there's nobody they can't beat. Uh, the, here's the problem with Dallas. I uh, can't remember who had said this recently. It may have been uh, Damasek or somebody for NFL.com, but uh dallas is that team this year that we always seem to have one of where it's like nobody would be totally surprised if they got bounced in their first playoff game and nobody would be totally surprised if they got hot and got to the super bowl like that's that's the kind of team that they are i mean they're honestly a, a dangerous team for anybody to go up against um but also there is a little bit of a shot like tampa bay probably feels like hey if dallas comes out here and Turns the ball over and has penalties and shoots themselves in the foot with certain things that they're doing. Then, then we've got a really good chance here to win this football game. And so, um, I, I think that they can beat anybody in the NFC. They've already beaten Philly. They've you know handled a lot of these teams that they've had to go up against. I think they have the most victories against winning opponents this year. And so, they can beat anybody. I would not feel great about their chances against San Francisco. Yeah. Um, I think they still have a, a some demons there. Like, like you still hear guys occasionally reference, last not just year. say, yeah, not just say last year or how last year ended, but specifically mention San Francisco. Like the name is on the tip of their tongue. Like they're very aware of who beat them last year and who punched them in the mouth. And so, you know, that's still a very physical football team. Dallas has gotten better with physicality and responding to that this year. They they couldn't handle it at all last year when teams would do it. Um, but they're still not the most physical team in the NFL. And so I think some of that physicality from San Francisco, some of the ways that Kyle Shanahan can use the eye candy and, and the different, you know, misdirection and motion and things like that uh, could be really tough for a Dallas defense that sometimes gets undisciplined with their eyes. And so that would be a team that. I would be most concerned about Dallas playing, but I think Dallas can hang with anybody else in the NFC rather easily. Um, I, I think they're right there with Philly.
1: So our game plan this week is misdirections and motion. Okay.
2: And, and a lot of physical. Ron, I know
1: y'all listening. There you go right there. <laughs> man, man,
2: honestly, yeah. Like misdirection, motion, Houston did it to him. Yeah. Houston did it a ton, took advantage of that. It, honestly, like this is a game that I think would concern people a lot more if like a guy like Antonio Gibson was playing, but like – the worst nightmare in the world for the Cowboys is a guy like Curtis Samuel. Like that's a guy that they have a ton of trouble that's with. One and of that's the, the few type guys of still playing. that gets them issues. Um, yeah, and so that's one. That's one of those dudes that will give them issues like that.
1: Uh, Bobby, good news. I have the Cowboy. My prediction is Cowboys Niners NFC title game. Bad news is I have the Niners in the Super Bowl. Um, are you coming up here this weekend? I know with the game being shot, it, it kind of doesn't matter. Are, are you coming? Or? I will be. Where do no, you I'll stay? be there. Where do people stay when they come to a,
2: cover a game at FedEx? I can't, I can't say where we're staying because I'm staying with the team hotel.
1: So oh, I can't right. say where that is. So you guys might be in College but... Park. I think they stay at that fancy College Park hotel a lot of times. Go
2: take a walk around uh, the University so. of Maryland. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, I, you're, you're getting warmer, I think. Uh, but, yeah, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the thing I'm trying to figure out now – and uh, that I, we were discussing on the air this morning was, like, which side do I go for Saturday night? Do I go into Virginia or do I stay on the Maryland side? So that's the what I'm weighing right if now. If
1: you're staying where I think you're staying um... – Restaurant-wise, I don't know what College Park has to offer, but there's a couple good bars with a whole bunch of college students that could be entertaining. Or wow. um, go down yeah. by the harbor. Right yeah, you can go down to National Harbor. Hell, you can go to MGM. Nash- Text me, dude. You're I, the I, harbor. You got a lot of stuff there and a casino right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could, we could get you set up at the casino if you want to go over there. We'll give, B, we'll give bees a shout. Thank you for the time, Bobby. I appreciate you. I'll see you on Sunday, man. Appreciate y'all. All right, Bob. We got a lot of injury updates coming your way next, including –